Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Hey, Chosen Girl fam. Oh, am I really? <laughs> Man. <laughs> This is real life right here. <laughs> and y'all are going to hear my dog walking around. It is storming outside in Tennessee. Everything is like in full swing for spring in Tennessee. One day it's 80 degrees yep. and one day we are fighting tornadoes. So we're right there in the middle today. And don't forget the, the daily fight of those allergens, the pollen <laughs> that is floating around in the air. It's trying to take me down. It's, it's not a joke. Honestly. Like the Bible says, you're fighting against the things you can't see. You can't see the pollen, but it is fighting you. <laughs> Look, the devil loves to inconvenience us. And I bet you the devil's the one that created allergies. <laughs> yes. Yes. Those are straight. Hunter and I were talking last night when our phones alerted us. And it was like, get into your safe place or whatever. And I was like, I wonder if like tornadoes are, if you're hearing that right now, that's my dog drinking out of the toilet. Luckily, it is freshly flushed and we're fine. But anyway, okay, okay. asking about tornadoes, I was like, I wonder if that was like a fall of man thing, like something that came after Adam and Eve screwed up, or was that just something from the very beginning that like the world needs to stay balanced? I don't know, but I would love to move somewhere where that does not happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. Well, we're so glad to be back this week. We've got, we've got several good things to announce and to talk about and um I'm so excited we've got we have a new collection that's coming out yes oh my goodness we are going to be doing sneak peeks all week of this collection and if you follow us on Instagram yesterday which will be Monday um we started or which was Monday we're recording this the week before so we're having to talk in like real real time <laughs> but um yeah, we're doing a story study this week in celebration of Holy Week. We're talking about our new collection, Eden and Evergreen, which is going to be a two-part collection. We're launching Eden, which is kind of all the desert vibes, all the earthy vibes for spring and summer 2021. And then Evergreen is going to be all of our awesome green and forestry type apothecary vibes for fall and winter of 2021. But the whole yeah. thing through that is how no matter in what season, in every desert, there is an Eden oasis and in every forest, there's an evergreen tree that doesn't lose its color. And that's just how Jesus is in our life with being the only consistent, the only faithful and the only constant um, force in our life. So we wanted to embody that in this collection. Amen. I, I am so excited for this collection because I feel like that's a perfect representation of how life really is. 
um, in the day-to-day seasons that we, that we experience. Yeah, because especially coming off of last year and even some of the lingering 2020 side effects that, I mean, we're all, we're all still going through it, but we've all kind of gotten used to it, if that makes sense. I don't mean to like disrespect anyone's trouble by saying it like that, but we have all been through the dry seasons where we are under pressure, where we are under heat. We've all been through those seasons where it seems like everything is cold and desolate and there's not a lot of hope, but with Jesus, there is always hope. And so that's what we're celebrating Mm -hmm. with this collection. We do need to apologize to you guys because we thought that there was one more discipleship episode, but then when we looked at our show schedule, there is not anymore. So last week was the fit, the finale that we did not know about. (laughs) We're human. It happened. (laughs) We were looking at our 2021 plan on Google docs and we were like, wait a second. It's the week of Easter. We're done with discipleship. So sorry for some loose ends there. We were like, we'll see you guys back next week for one more episode. And we do have um, the idea of doing some Bible study tips and tips to break down reading scripture. So if that's something that you guys are still interested in, that was going to be the finale of discipleship um, in our brains. Um, so we can definitely incorporate that into another episode, um, this season. So if that's something that you guys want, holler at us. We would love to, to go through that with you guys. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, one, is, well, as we're talking about, um, Eden Evergreen, uh, when Sarah and I sat down and started discussing what we wanted this episode to be about right after we figured out we had made a mistake with our discipleship one um we started looking at women of the bible and uh, i guess prime our minds and our hearts for the message of eden and evergreen then mary magdalene and the more that we began to uh research and learn about her the more and more uh, who she was and how she, um, the role that she played in uh, in the gospel and with Jesus and um, just a pure example from being in the lowest of points in her own life to coming to being, you know, with, within Jesus's own circle. I mean, what a journey, right? Yeah. Um, we are so excited to use her this week as a perfect example of how Jesus was such a constant and faithful thing in her life especially as we're celebrating Easter this weekend. And we encourage you all, you know, we're doing this story study, but we really encourage you guys to get in the word this week, look through the gospels and celebrate, you know, especially this time of year, but it's something worth celebrating all year, our salvation and the gift of the gospel that we are made right with God because of what Jesus did. And um, we think that Mary Magdalene is the perfect well, boss lady of the Bible. <laughs> that was the cheesiest thing I've ever said. Um, to to kind of look through what it must have been like to interact with Jesus from her viewpoint. So we're going to mm-hmm. intermesh, you know, in our story study, the fact that Jesus is a constant in our life, but also introducing such a pure example of that through the life of Mary Magdalene. Um, and, and she's in all four of the gospels. She was a huge part of Jesus's ministry and kind of like 
a disciple, if you will. She followed him on his ministry everywhere. And I find mm-hmm. it also amazing. This is just a side note, how Jesus chose to use her. And I think that Jesus is such an example of how um, just loving and loyal he treated the women in his ministry as well. We hear so much about the 12 disciples and, and they're all of course male, but you know, Mary was a huge part of his ministry too. So um, just starting out with some verses that if you guys want, proof of how Jesus is the same. Um, go into the word. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So that kind of shows us how the world may change, culture may change around us, but the father of lights, he's not going to change. Hebrews thirteen eight says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm so sorry. My dog sees something outside and he's not having it. Coke, stop it. <laughs> life, y'all. He's just protecting me. Coke. I'm going to mute my mic. <laughs> no, you're good, Sarah. We, we, look, I know that Coke is just here to protect you. <laughs> But you're, you know, that it, what a sweet gift that is to know that the God that we serve is the same. And especially when we live in a world that is so fickle and ever-changing. And there's so many variables that impact our day-to-day life. Um, it, is a, it is so comforting to know that, there, that when we build our, our faith upon the rock of, of Jesus and of the gospel and of God and his character, that we will never be let down. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and that's what, um, I just can't, I can't imagine being living in the same time with Jesus and getting to see that and live that every day. I mean, I, that would have been, I, I cannot imagine having that experience. And she's probably one of the people that in heaven one day, I'm going to track her down and be like, girl, I got to hear your eyewitness account of this. And actually in the Catholic Bible, there is a book of Mary Magdalene. So I don't know. I wish I knew more about that. I don't. Um, that's about all that I know from a Google search. So if any of y'all want to look into that, absolutely look into that. Um, and also there's a lot of information too, about why certain books weren't included. Like, in the standard Bible we read versus the Catholic Bible and like there's nothing wrong with that or anything like that. So if you want to know more on that, there's definitely plenty of info out there about that. Just make sure that the Mm -hmm. sources that you're looking at are reliable sources always because the English teacher in me has to say that. Um, (laughs) And it's important, you know, you want to make sure that what you're reading is, is factual and, you know, has some meat to it, but you know, if we look into who Mary Magdalene was, and by the way, update, there was a man walking next to my driveway. So thank you, Coke, for being my defender. Like, I really don't want to deal with somebody knocking on my door today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we first see Mary Magdalene, I'm pretty sure, in Luke 8, 1 and 2 with, or no, I'm wrong. I don't have the verse written down. That may be right. But anyway, the whole reason that Mary Magdalene comes into the picture is because she had seven demons cast out of her by Jesus. So she, you know, we can pretty much infer that she was, you know, physically ill because of this or had some kind of psychological 
issue because of this because Jesus saw the need to heal her yes it does say in Luke 8 1 and 2 Jesus traveled from one town and village to another proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God the 12 were with him and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases Mm -hmm. Mary yeah you're right from whom seven had come out of her her name is mentioned 12 times in the gospels and that's more than most of the apostles Mm -hmm. so she was obviously pretty important in the ministry of jesus um so again she probably had some kind of severe emotional or psychological trauma to deem um, that exorcism necessary um and i can't imagine you know i know that guys like talking about like demon possession or any kind of like angels versus demons or anything supernatural is kind of cringy and scary to talk about but it's in the bible so it's real (laughs) Um, right and i can't imagine the aftermath of that trauma of that happening to you not only being possessed by seven demons but having them cast out of you kind of like the fear Mm -hmm. and paranoia that would come from that but also, no wonder she had so much devotion for Jesus. Right. Of course. Like, like he was literally <laughs> her savior. Like, not only her soul, but, like, her entire being yes. was her savior. Um, also, looking at some, like, biblical um, study as well, um, the books, All the Women of the Bible, says that seven is a mystic number suggesting Mm -hmm. completeness um implying that when the evil spirits dominated mary's body that her suffering was most likely extremely severe so i mean i don't want to be possessed by one demon much less seven no i I can only imagine how how trapped she felt um in that time but you're absolutely right i mean it wasn't you know in our modern day times you know we we know that jesus is our savior but in that moment, in those days for her, this was so unheard of Yes, to have for, a, for someone who is fully man, fully God, to have that kind of power to cast those demons out. And no wonder that she, she devoted the rest of her life wholeheartedly to serving him. Yeah. And also, can you imagine the social aspect of you know being possessed by seven demons like i could like this is not recorded in the bible but can you imagine what she went through culturally and socially like depending on her condition or whatever was happening mm-hmm. physically or psychologically to her i would guess that she probably didn't have that many friends or was probably outcasted um i mean that's a pretty severe condition to be in of darkness and i don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie the chosen but it depicts this or it's not a movie it's a series on the chosen app um which coincidentally like chosen girl hello um but if y'all watch the it's almost like it's not a documentary but it's a very beautifully acted out rendition of what goes on in the gospels and mary magdalene is involved with that and it's the first like other than the Passion of the Christ or the Chronicles of Narnia, it's the first like faith-based rendition of Jesus's life that hasn't like made me cringe because of like the cheesiness of it, or it just seems a little bit unrelatable or a little bit too like religious. Like it seemed very much like a play or something like that. Like this was 
this series changed my view on Jesus as in like viewing him as like a real man. Like he was a real human Mm -hmm. who interacted Mm -hmm. with people who loved children, who loved the people around him. And I'm like, wow, I actually love this person. (laughs) (laughs) So if you haven't watched that guys, this week would be such a great week to watch that and, and see, like, think about how these Bible characters are not just characters we read about in a book. They were real people. Like she had real issues probably Mm -hmm. real depression or addiction or whatever came along with being um possessed by seven demons some people suggest and this is not proven in the bible that historically she may have been the mary in the bible who was a prostitute um but there's no proof behind that um but we can pretty much conclude like no one wants to be inhabited by seven demons oh yeah like that's that's bad it, oh, it's so, it really is. And it, it made me think back to, I believe in Mark 5, um, is a story of the, the man with the, that had several demons, like so much so that he didn't even live in the town. Yeah. Um, and, the, and when Jesus addressed them, they're like, we, you know, we are legion, like, because we are many. And the power, I mean, the power of multiple demons being possessed by multiple demons was so great that literally this man lived naked out in the wilderness. And they tried to help him and they, no one could, but Jesus. And I mean, like nothing but Jesus could have fixed this problem. Wow. And it's, you know, and that's, that's the power. And so as we're, as we're looking at Mary Magdalene's life, after the demons were cast out, she really devoted her, her entire life um, to Jesus. And then even in going back to some of my research, um, again, this is not necessarily specifically noted in the Bible, but historically speaking, so that if she had any wealth, she was one of the ones that would help to fund the ministry of Jesus as it was happening and unfolding in real time. And so she she traveled with them. She ate with them. She was always there. And even though she wasn't um, one of the disciples, like she was she was a part of Jesus' inner circle. They knew her. And that I think that that is clear for the number of times that she is mentioned in the gospel. Absolutely. Um, also, it's rumored that she is the same Mary that cheese that cleaned Jesus's feet with her hair, and the alabaster box um, that was worth so much money. That is not historically stated specifically in the Bible. I would love to think that that's true, <laughs> just because that just even seems like the kind of person that Mary was to devote her mm-hmm. all, and how you know Judas even then in that situation he was so worried about like how much money that perfume was worth and Jesus is like you're always going to have the poor but you're not always going to have me and I'm like Mm -hmm. Jesus he was always coming in with the zingers like (laughs) we love that but (laughs) no it was just if that was her whether that was or not we know that we can pretty much conclude that if she was a follower of Jesus, that she was devoted with her possessions. She was devoted with her life. She was devoted with her resources. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that she's such an inspiration to look to with making Jesus truly her Lord, because Mm -hmm. she did have a 360 transformation uh, or a 180 transformation of you know, being completely hopeless and in despair to having a literal savior. And we are so, you know, 
most of us are so, I don't want to use this word like downing myself or anyone who's like me, but I am spoiled in my life to where, you know, thankfully I have never had that 160 kind of like solid appall moment, mm-hmm. but I, I so need to look to Mary and the people in my life who have those testimonies so that I can learn to truly make Jesus my Lord of my everything. Yeah. And that's really the chosen message, what we, what we call that here. Like, you know, yeah, you can believe it, but even the demons believe who Jesus is. Is Jesus really right. my Lord? Am I willing to sacrifice some things? Am I willing to devote my whole life to his gospel? And right. to carry your cross. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and that's a hard question to face. But, you know, when we think about all that Jesus has saved us from and how he has not only saved us from that sin, but also made us right with God, there's no other way for mm-hmm. us to have access to God without Jesus. There's no other way for us to be seen as righteous. And, and when God looks at us, he doesn't see our own flaws and our own sin. He sees us through the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. Mm-hmm. Um, if we've accepted him as our Lord and savior. So right. we're celebrating this week guys. Um, but something really cool that we wanted to bring attention to with Mary was how mm-hmm. she stuck with Jesus till the end. And I don't want to skip yes. too much ahead here, Liz, of the gospel and of, of the story of Jesus. But um, she was probably one of the only ones that knew, other than the guards and other than Joseph of Arimathea, who he he's the one that volunteered, or well, he was volunteered to clean Jesus and take him to the tomb. And I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it may have even been his, his family's tomb. Um, I could Uh, be memory serving me. I believe that's correct. Yes. That was used to bury Jesus. So Mary followed Joseph Mm -hmm. of Arimathea with Jesus's body all the way to the tomb. She was right there. Um, at the crucifixion and stayed until the very end when he was taken off the cross. Um, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things too is, you know, even in her name, her name is Mary Magdalene because she, that's where she was from and because Mary was such a common name. And so to realize that she was not from there, but she, so here she is, it's probably nighttime and she's following these guards and these men that she probably doesn't know to this tomb. Yes, and Mark fifteen forty seven says the uh, it says Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where he was laid. So, um, so yeah, she was one of the only people that actually knew where the tomb was, which is why she could visit the tomb thereafter, and she was actually the first one, other than the guards, to see Jesus in his resurrected form. Mm-hmm. which is so cool i'm like oh my gosh showing yourself to a woman i love it <laughs> i like i i honestly cannot imagine and and I, i'm i'm gonna let sarah tell it because it's this literally just gave me goosebumps and brought me to tears at the thought of how she knew that it was jesus yes so in john 20 14 through 17 um she's she's upset and she's crying um, because she thinks that someone has taken Jesus because his body is not there in the tomb and the stone has been rolled away. 
And she says, at this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't realize that it was Jesus. So apparently in this resurrected form, there was something about him where he wasn't fully revealing his identity or he looked different or something in that form. Like, I wish I knew the mystery of that. But anyway, she didn't recognize that it was Jesus. When he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? She, thinking that he was a gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I'll come get him. Jesus said to her, he just said her name, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me for I've not yet ascended to the father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I'm ascending to my father and your father to my God and your God. So all that he had to do was just say her name. And she instantly realized this is Jesus. Like, and so I wrote, after I read this, I wrote, when he called her name at the tomb, she knew exactly who he was. And there's a moment for all of us in every season when we are, when we are reminded who Jesus is and his faithfulness, despite Mm -hmm. our circumstance. So I can't imagine how lost she and the disciples and even his own mother, Mary, must have felt when Jesus had been crucified and they had devoted their whole lives to this ministry and he's just gone. Mm -hmm. Like hope is gone. And even though Jesus put all kinds of Easter eggs, no no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) And like, Hey, the son of man's going to come back in three days. Like, you know, he's like, I'm trying to tell y'all what's going to happen, but still, you know, obviously she was visiting the tomb on the third day. He's not there. She's tore up. Like, where is he gone? And I can imagine how hopeless that must have felt. Like I devoted my everything to this guy and it's just gone. Mm -hmm. So what do I do now? But as Mm -hmm. soon as he spoke her name, she knew exactly who he was and what had happened. Oh, you know, that's, I think about this, especially because I have, I've lost someone very close to me, but regardless of the people that I have lost over the years, if I ever heard their voice, you best believe that I would recognize it, even though it's been 10, 15 years since I first, since I last heard it. Yeah. And to imagine on that day that you just be standing there thinking that someone has taken, taking your Lord and Savior and you're like, oh my, you know, it's just distraught. And I can imagine that she's probably, you know, weeping and, and she's tore up and everything else. And then to hear her name being said, there's just always something, something so special about that, um, about hearing, you know, th- those little things. Like you think about, especially if you've lost a grandparent or a parent or somebody, you know, like that perfume, when you smell it again, yes. you instantly think of them when you hear their favorite song. But imagine if you heard their voice. Can you imagine how fast whiplash from how fast I'd turn around? Absolutely. And to, and to be, to know that that's Jesus. But the next step, the next part of, um, of her story, I think is so incredibly just sweet and humbling. But the fact that she was the first one that got to share the good news, the gospel that Jesus Christ had risen and he had returned. It was, it was, it's like the, um, what was it? What war is it? Like the shot that could be heard around the world, but that was, that was the message that has been heard around the world for thousands of years. And it was first told by Mary Magdalene. 
amazing. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I almost, I cannot imagine how, what an honor it would be to get to return and, and say like, Hey y'all, Jesus is alive and he is ascended to his, you know, to his father. He has, he is back. He is not dead. And I can only imagine the response that she might've first received saying, you're crazy. Are you sure? Are you, is this, are you sure it's the same Jesus? But she could confirm it because she knew that it was him who was speaking to her. Yes. She knew his voice and he knew her. Yes. And, and in that moment, can you imagine how much that built her faith in what she had put her trust Mm in? And you guys, I know that everybody listening here, like, you know, we have a few hundred people listening and every single person is in some kind of season. It may be a really flourishing season for you right now. It may be a very peaceful season or it may be a season of discord. It may be a season of not knowing, of being in the middle or of asking for something that you feel like God is not hearing you. But I have been, (laughs) Liz and I both, I feel like we've lived enough life in this past year. Like sometimes I feel like my soul is like 40 years old and not 20, 20. (laughs) But, um, I can attest that there have been seasons where I'm like, God, where in the world are you? I have no Mm -hmm. clue where you are. And eventually in that season, there is something that happens where I am so reminded that he is always there. Mm -hmm. I may not feel, I may not see the circumstances may not definitely look like it, but that does not make him any less God. And that does not make him any less good. And if somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, I encourage you that no matter what season you're in, like if someone's trying to give you a word of encouragement and you're mad at God, I completely understand that girl. Cause I've been there. And you're kind of like, I don't even want to hear this encouragement right now, but I promise that there is going to be a moment where you see the light at the end of the tunnel that you would have never dreamed could have been because when you're in the middle of a bad season kind of thinking of it like when you're in the middle of a tunnel you have no clue where you are in that tunnel if it's dark mm-hmm. and you don't know oh, yeah. you're gonna see the light break through um but I promise it will break through there is mm-hmm. a hope that we can cling to um and I promise you, if you're, if you're lacking wisdom, ask for it. If you're at lacking peace, ask for it. Seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's so hard when you're in the middle of those really difficult seasons, but I can, I can speak from experience and Liz can speak from experience that we've been there and we'll probably be there again sometime in this world that we, yeah. <laughs> but that's what happens. Yeah. It, it, we have a hope and we have a very firm rock foundation that we can lean on that we can depend on um whether you're going through a really dry and horrible season or a really cold and dark season and and that's what we're celebrating here with Eden and Evergreen we're not saying that those seasons don't exist because that's really annoying when you're not validated in the season that you're in Mm -hmm. um even David writes about the dark seasons and the valleys that he went through Mm -hmm. and if you read the Psalms, sometimes I'm like, David, I understand exactly how you feel. Sometimes he's like, God, where are you? Why have you forsaken your servant? All of this stuff. And then the next <laughs> chapter, he's like, God, you're so good. You came in right on time. And I'm like, 
David. That's us. I can so relate. <laughs> <laughs> that is us. Every, that's all the time. And, and not just if you're, if it's cold, if it's cold and, and wet, or if it's dry and, and desolate, but also if you're in on the mountaintops or if you're in the valley, you know, we serve a God that is consistent and that cares for us just the same, um, that, that doesn't forsake us and, and whose, whose love we couldn't earn if we wanted to. Yeah. It is a gift that has been given to us. Um, and we can choose to act upon it or we can choose to not, but regardless, our, our the God that we serve does not change based upon how we feel, based upon the actions of people on this earth, based upon what the earth looks like itself. He is the same forever in every season, in every situation. And if you have not, if you have not put your faith fully in on into Christ and into the Word and the Gospel and accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, y'all, today is the day. Absolutely. This world is not, it's not worth it without him. It's, it is, nothing will tear you down faster than the world will. That's the truth. That's the truth. We've got to have a foundation um, that's worth standing on, that's trusted through Mm -hmm. the ages and through every single season of every single person in humanity. And, um, you know, this week, as we turn our hearts toward what Jesus went through, went through for us and remembering that he willingly did that in love. Like he did that. His number one motivation was his love for his people. And he saw Mm -hmm. that we had messed things up. And if it wouldn't have been Adam and Eve, it would have been somebody else. It would have been me. You know, it would have been somebody that messed everything up, but he saw, you know, I've given this creation free will. And I want to make things right with God with them. And I want to give them a choice to love me in return. I want to give them a choice to serve me in return. And that is the most precious gift that Mm. any person could be given is the gift of choice to serve this great God. And the least that we can do in accepting that is giving our life right back and saying, God, I do want to serve you. I want to represent this love that you came down and gave us. And, um, you know, this week, write down what you're thankful for with that. Like sometimes I feel like we Mm -hmm. get caught up in our own little world. We become our own God of sorts and we forget that, that, you know, we, we need to be made right with God every single day through the blood of Jesus. And I'm so thankful of how that covers past, present, and future sins for a whole a whole generation of people, a whole, mm-hmm. a whole humanity. That's unbelievable. But yeah, that's all I got to say, girl. You got anything else? Yeah. You know, I'm just sitting here and again, it comes back to mind that we serve a God that is worthy of all of our effort and praise and glory and honor, regardless of where we are. Absolutely. He remains the same. And he deserves the same glory regardless. And we, you've heard us say it many times before, every investment that we've made into, into our faith with, with, with God and our relationship with Jesus Christ has never once returned void. Absolutely. And, and, that, and that security is, is a rock in of itself. And so yeah. um, 
as as we get closer to Easter, and you know, we are we find ourselves in spaces where we are um, incredibly thankful for the gospel of the good news. Just a, a quick little funny thing. Um, when I was a little girl, my dad explained what gospel meant to me by saying gospel is good news and gossip is bad news. Gospel is the good news. That is so good, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> it's the good news. It's the only one that matters. It, at the end of the day, that's the good news. That's why we're here. And um, I just encourage you to to enjoy that, to bask in it, but also to share it amen girl yeah that's everything i have it's news worth sharing and this this has been so Mm -hmm. good i'm so glad we went through the discipleship series just to kind of learn what our role is as a christian and it's not just a role it's a relationship it's a lifestyle it's it's you know principles and love put into action that changes us and that's what i love about Mm -hmm. That's what I love about God. He's a God that that wants to see transformation, that wants to see us be happy and loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows he knows the way to that is only through Jesus. So guys, we encourage you this week. Do something that that makes you thankful. If for me and my family, Hunter and I always sit down and watch all of the Chronicles of Narnia because that's such a beautiful rendition by C.S. Lewis um, in those movies of of what Jesus did for us. And, you know, if you've watched it before and you know who I'm talking about when I say this with Edmund, um, we all, (laughs) he's like my least favorite character in the whole movie, but I get so reminded by the Holy Spirit. He's like, that's you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, don't be thinking that you're perfect because when you mess up, when you use your words the way that you're not supposed to, when you betray who you are in Christ, when you betray the word of God itself, that is who you are. And still every time in that movie, like there's like twice or three times where Aslan comes and he offers himself as a sacrifice every Mm -hmm. time for the screw ups that Edmund does. And as much as I want to like hate on Edmund, I feel like the Holy Spirit's like, girly, that's you. That's what I did for everybody. So um, Mm -hmm. whatever gets you closer to reflecting and being in just that state of gratitude this week for what Jesus has done, whether that's going through the gospels, going through a gospel, um, I encourage you to journal, um, watch the passion of the Christ. If that's what um, helps you kind of get in that mindset and, and we're going to be going through our story study, celebrating um, how how Jesus is the same for us through the life of Mary Magdalene. And um, we're just so thankful that you're here with us and we can just all give thanks together. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Well, that's all, folks. Yeah. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> happy Easter, everybody. We hope y'all have a great Easter with your family and friends, however you're celebrating this weekend. And we will see you back here for a normal episode of Tell Me About It next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.